place into the world of God before you know six feet on the ground. Who am I? With the voice of one calling out, I am repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's one of those days, man, where you can just get into the word of God. The word of God for you. scriptures, man, that we're going to go through. I hope you guys are able to follow along. You know, when I hear stuff like this, man, I just think about the mercy of God. You know what I'm saying? You used to be riding around. Lord knows doing what. At the stoplight. Pouring up. Whatever you want. You ever stop and just think, man, how I make it home that night? How did I make it home that night? Mercy of God, bro. Do stuff like that to make it home. I need to get caught tonight. Whenever you're feeling ungrateful, just think back. Back to what God brought you from. Think back to all the sins that He covered in your life. I appreciate it, God. While you're getting ready to go into this word, man, take time out and just let God know. One time for your mind. Let this word come through. (laughs) 
Shout out to all my Houstonians. They know what I'm talking about when I say that. You feel me? <laughs> but I hope everybody doing good today, man. I hope everybody having a blessed day. You know, uh, shout out to, you know, everybody who always come through every week, man. Makia, Antho, Teresa, my lovely chocolate, chocolate drop wife man just ugh, words can't even explain you know what i'm saying who she is to me in my life man so i just appreciate everything and most of all man just god you know god just waking us up one one more time y'all didn't he do it woke you up one more time the opportunity to serve god one more time you should be happy about that you should be happy that he tapped your shoulder this morning and woke your little stanky breath, big-headed self up this morning. Ain't you happy? Ain't you glad I see your profile? So I know you're happy. <laughs> I know you're happy. Yeah, you know, it's a celebration. Don't wait till the summertime. Don't wait till your birthday. You know, don't wait till you get the house to celebrate. Don't wait till you get the job to celebrate. Let's celebrate right now. He woke you up this morning. Mm, mm, go on here. Take a couple of seconds and just thank God. Take a couple of seconds and just thank God for waking you up. Then he got you all the way, you know, to 7 o'clock. We didn't know we was going to make it to 7. You know, God, oh, Lord have mercy. We don't know. We be driving, we be going here, we be doing this, we be walking, there's shootouts everywhere. We don't know. We in a war zone. So to make it again? Oh, I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it, man, you know? I'm happy about it. But uh, anyways, let's get into this word. You know, I don't like to uh, waste y'all time like that. I don't like to waste y'all time. Let's get straight to this word. Uh, the word, uh, the scriptures will be posted you know at the bottom you'll see it posted in the comment section so you can be able to study it throughout the uh week if you want to or if you you know you don't follow along with me that's okay i understand i just read all the scriptures but it's, it's going to be a lot of scriptures today because we want to tackle a lot of things that uh god wants to speak to us about teach us about you know we got to be uh learning some things when we out here you know we got to be sure of things. We don't want to be uh, confused about certain things. We don't want to be, you know, straddling a fence about certain things. We want to know. And I thank God through his marvelous word, let us know about a lot of things out here. And so we won't have to be, you know, uh, confused and wondering and all those type of things. Do me a favor. Take your nutty professor finger and let me know if you hear me good in the comment section. Let me know if you can hear me real good. I don't want to be scratchy and all those type of things. Okay, you say you good? Okay, 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 I'm good. Okay, well, let's go then. I want to start off in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I'm going to start at verse 11. And this is, I'm going to just talk to a couple of people because you want to come up. This particular verse in uh, scripture that God wanted me to read. This is for people you guys are on to come up. Yeah, you about to come up. You done done the work and you done done the faith walk. You done, you done done some things God and told you to do. 
And I'm telling you, you about to come up. You finna go to that next level, your next journey in life. Things in the uh, natural is going to start looking very different for you. You're going to look like success. Okay. You are. You're going to look like success. You have done the work. You have uh, you was uh, disciplined. You was consistent with a lot of things. You sow seeds and uh, you're going to reap success. But I have a word for you. Okay. Here's my word for you from the Holy Scriptures, starting in verse 11. But that is the time to be careful. Hear what the word of the Lord is saying. He's saying this is a time to be careful. What's the time to be careful? Beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. So this was Moses giving this to the children of Israelites when they were stepping in the promised land. Right. And so I'm using these same words that Moses spoke to the people. I'm going to speak to you right now. Beware. In this very time, in this time of come up, in this time of success that's about to take place in your life. Beware that you don't forget the Lord. Because it's going to be very easy to forget him. Let's see what else he's saying. Verse 12, he says, for when you have become full and prosperous, some of you are about to become so prosperous. You know, those nights that you used to think about, man, I wish I had this or man, what a, how would it be if I had this? You ain't going to have to uh, wonder no more. It's about to happen. Yeah, you about to step into it. God is just, it's going to happen for you. But he says, for when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, the house is being built and it's almost done. You didn't got you didn't got through uh, the bank. They said, you know what? Yeah, we're going to give you that, that loan. You finna get that house. Or you finna build your own new house. Credit scoring is great now. You see what I'm saying? These things are about to happen to you guys. Fine homes you about to live in. Nice furniture. Nice furniture. Nice hardwood floors. You know them hard, them floors that just look good. Countertops, marble, cabinets, brand new. <laughs> you know, you got the two sinks in your bathroom. Mm -hmm. Backyard looking like the in-run field. Grass just all green. Don't need you don't even need sprinkles. Grass just already green. Mm, that type of home you about to go to. That type of lifestyle you about to be into. Mm-hmm. When you walk in, it make that beep beep noise. That, <laughs> that type of home. Beep beep. You know, security just built in. It's already built in the home. You about to go into that. You finna live that lifestyle. Mm. Shout out to you. He said in verse 13, he says, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else. He said, be careful when that money starts to multiply. Mm -hmm. Stocks start to multiply. Business begin to multiply. He said, oh, be careful. This is the time to really be aware of thyself. Be careful. Verse 14, do not become proud 
at that time and forget the Lord your God, who rescued you from the slavery in the land of Egypt. Verse 15. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with his poisonous snakes and scorpions, where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. See, one of the uh, the things you want to do to keep focus and don't become proud in this prosperous living that you're stepping into, always have in the front of your mind the wilderness experience. Always have in the front of your mind the times when you had snakes and scorpions around you, spiritually speaking. Always remember those times. Remember your lack. Stay low to the ground so your fall won't be too uh, far. This is how you survive in those prosperous times. You remember those wilderness experience. You meditate on those wilderness experience. You meditate on the manna that he fed you in the morning. You meditate on the water that he uh, you had to drink from the rock, that rock being Christ. You meditate on those things. This is how you be careful and be aware, okay? Verse 16, again, he said, he fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did, he did this to humble you and test you for your own good. Remember the test that you had to go through. Remember the tests that you had to go through to get to this prosperous moment that you're stepping into. Don't forget the test. Remember how hard you had to work to pass that test. Now, you don't want to get to this prosperous stage and start acting foolish. He did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Don't start sticking your neck out all prideful and boastful when you get to this moment. Don't start saying things. I did this all by myself. I ain't had no help. Don't start saying stuff like that. Don't start saying stuff like you don't need nobody. You know, those type of things we start to mumble up under our breaths. And, you know, our, our, our hearty spirits begin to look down on people. We can't do that, y'all. We can't do that. Be careful of that spirit. It'll try to creep in on you. Be careful. Be aware. I have achieved this work with my own strength and energy. You got to be careful because God will just zap that energy right up out of you. You'll be in that luxury house, but don't have no energy to clean it. You'll be in that luxury house, but don't have no energy to go to work to pay the bills. See, you got to be careful, man. God will humble somebody real quick. Don't have no strength to keep the house up. You in the new luxury house, but you don't have the strength to keep it up now. That's how God spank people. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll uh, take away your energy, take away your strength, take away your desires. That's why I don't play with God. That's why you don't play with God. He, he, he mess with those things. <laughs> Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. It is God who gave you that power to be successful. Remember that, man of God. Remember that, woman of God. 
you know, I'm proud of that you are stepping into this new promised land. I'm proud that you are stepping in this prosperous state that people are going to see the magnificent glory of God on your life. People are going to wonder like, man, how you get And you're going to be able to tell them, man, God got me this. But understand it was God who gave you that power. It wasn't your job. It wasn't your money. It wasn't because you had good credit scores. Come on now. That's the world talk. It's God who giving us this. It's God who finna bless us like this. It's God who gave you that power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Understand the place that you are stepping in is bigger than you. It ain't just for you to stunt. It ain't just for you to, uh, and, and look, let me say this too. Hey, when you, when, when you do get to that promised land, right? When you do get to that prosperous state in your life, ease up on them pictures. Yeah, ease up on them pictures. We roll low key over here, okay? We don't stunt like that. Ease up on them, like stunting like that, letting everybody know what God and gave you on them on them platforms, okay? Real talk. We gotta ease up like that. Because that's how pride sneak in. We don't want to get things from the God, get things from God, then go back to the world of stunt. Mm -mm, we can't do that. Things get contaminated like that. All right. The words say, don't, don't let your left hand know what your right hand doing. You got to be very careful when you start to become prosperous in the Lord. You got to be aware, even more aware when the snakes was around you. The poison is even more aware in the wilderness. This is the this is when the real test comes. This is what really reveals who you are when you become successful, when you start to become prosperous. Let the light of God shine when you become prosperous, when you're stepping into this promised land, okay? That's just the word I want to give to you uh, people out there. I, I mean, you, you're going to start be, uh, having plenty. Yeah, you're not going to be lacking no more. You're going to be living in uh, fine built homes. You're going to be living a prosperous life. You know, so just be careful in that time and uh, stay focused on God. Stay focused on God, okay? All right, that was Deuteronomy chapter 8. But let's keep moving and grooving through this thing, okay? Let's keep on moving. Let's go to Romans. I want to go to Romans chapter 12. I want to uh, talk more about this real quick because I remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about the uh, being a living example. And I want to get real practical with those verses. I like to be real practical. Romans 12 and 1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in, in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then we can go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. Again, if you uh, don't want to follow along with me right now, it's understandable. We'll put those scriptures in the comment section and you can go back over and study it. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16 it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others. Let your light shine before others that they may see you, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Let your light shine before others. 
that your light shine before others. All right. First thing we want to talk about, about how how we can let our light shine before others. Uh, let's talk about the language that come out of our mouth. Now, this particular uh, topic, especially I want to talk to the youth who, you know, you're in high school, you're going to college uh, uh, next uh, summer, or you're going to be in college in the next semester, excuse me. And these are practical ways that you can shine your light in the environment that you're in. Just little ways that you're going to be able to shine your life, young people, shine your light. Number one, talk about your language. In Ephesians chapter four and verse 29, it says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. So when you're like at school, when you're around your friends, when you're in front of your parents, okay, when you're at your job, man of God, woman of God, a way that we can shine our light in front of others. We don't even have to preach. We don't have to say a scripture to these people, right? We can shine our light by just not letting corrupt talk come out of our mouth. And we all know what corrupt talk is, you know, just certain words, certain language, certain hate speeds, certain dis distasteful words coming out of our mouth. He says, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. This is a way that you can shine your light. You may say, I'm shy. I don't like, you know, I don't know how to talk to people about God. I don't know how to talk to people about Jesus, about my faith. That's understandable. And it takes time to build and it takes time to get there. But where you're at right now, hey, let's just practice on not letting corrupt talk come out your mouth. Let's just practice on not letting racism come out your mouth. Let's just practice on not, uh, not letting hate come out of your mouth. You know, disobedient to your parents come out your mouth. Let's just practice on that. This is a way that you can shine your light. But he says, but only such as is good for building up. There's people all around you that you can use your mouth to shine your light. You can build them up for the day. You know, uh, uh, people like to come to us about negative stuff all the time. I'm sure, you know, I'm, that's that happens to all believers. We are in a, an environment that is it's just negative. But God's saying you can use your mouth, that powerful, fearfully, wonderful mouth that I made for you, you know, Make sure you put some uh, chapstick on it because, you know, if they crusty, that's not presentable. That's not holy and acceptable in your lips. Uh, when you smile, your lips bleed. That's not holy and acceptable. This is practical. I'm just teaching now. These are practical ways to shine our light. Make sure your lips not crusty. OK, we're trying to be holy out here. And we're trying to build up people with our mouths. And we can't do that with our mouths bleeding. OK, CarMax. Okay, Germex, I don't I don't know. You, you, you know what it is. Okay. But only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion. Understand the environment that you're in. Build up the environment that fits the occasion. When you at work, speaking in tongues don't fit the occasion. It it not at work. You know, not at work. It don't fit the occasion. You got to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. What fits the, What can I do that fits this occasion right here? How can I shine my light in where I'm at right now? Because I know if I get like this, they're going to start looking at me crazy. And that's not going to be able to, you know, be uh, holy and acceptable in this environment. It's not going to be acceptable. So how can I build up that fits this occasion? 
Okay. If you're going out to your family cookouts and all that type of stuff, you know what's at these family cookouts, right? You know what's at these family cookouts. So you got to be able to, hey, how can I fit this occasion? What do I have to do to fit this occasion? How can I be a light? All right. Exactly. Jesus knew when he was making wine for the wedding, he knew how to fit the occasion. Y'all remember Jesus? He made wine. He knew, okay, how can I stunt? Let me talk to this culture. How can I shine my light real quick in this occasion? He didn't start just uh, prophesying at the wedding. People was at the wedding trying to party. They ain't trying to hear all that. So he said, okay, what, what can I do? Okay, let me make wine, water into wine. Yeah, that, that, that'll get them like to say, who is that? Who is that? Some of y'all getting kicked out of some occasions because you you being too you you being crazy. That's all it is. You being too crazy. You being too crazy. Calm your crazy self down. Period. Stop being weird. And get it together. 702 titles that. That it may give grace to those who hear. You see what I'm saying? You have the opportunity to give grace to people that's going to hear you speak. They're going to hear you teach. They're going to hear you with your, with, with your lifestyle. See, your lifestyle is talking that people can hear it. Mm -hmm. See, people is listening more to your lifestyle than more than the words that are coming out your mouth. Let me say that again because of the Holy Spirit. I say people are listening more to your lifestyle than more than the words that are coming out your mouth. Okay. All right. So we talked about that. We are talking about uh, how to present ourselves, how to shine our life. We talked about the language. Okay. Uh, young people, your friends, your friends. That's going to tell a lot about your lifestyle. That's going to show how you can shine your light. The friends you're going to be around. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33, it said, Do not be, be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Bad company ruins your good uh, testimony. Bad company ruins that you're a believer. Okay, you can't be around these bad company people and still think, you know, your light just shining. Come on now. The word of God is saying, don't be, de you deceiving yourself thinking that. You deceive, you, you, you're looking like you're just part of them, basically. Let's just be real. You're not separated. So you just look, oh, they, they not looking at you as no uh, believer. You running with them. You know what I'm saying? You, you running with the bloods, you a blood. You can't run with the bloods and just be talking about, but I'm with Jesus though. No, it's telling you the lifestyle like that. It ruins your uh, good morals. You start to become like them. You start to be like them, talk like them, act like them. All right. Then it says in uh, Proverbs 22, verse 24 and uh, verse 25, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. This is for you women out there, you know, making friendship with these men who got anger issues. Oh, he say, be careful with that. Lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. 
Ooh. Be careful getting uh friendships with you. You know when they angry, they got anger issues. They already breaking stuff, throwing stuff, yelling at people. Uh-uh. Watch people. You know, a, a, a good way you can tell people anger, ride with them in a the car. See how angry they get in traffic. You'll be able to tell real quick, oh, they got anger issues. Did they just flick that person off like that? My gosh. You see anger issues all on the road. That's a good way you can you can just read out and just see, okay, this, okay, they got anger issues. The next time you want to see if somebody got anger issues, say, hey, ride with me somewhere. Can you drive somewhere? I'll put gas in your car. If you really want to see where they at with their anger. See how they operate in traffic. Mm-hmm. See how they operate in a car with no air in traffic. You really see their anger issues. I promise you that. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, whoever walks with the wise become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Young people, it's telling you right now, whoever walks with the wise become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So if you're walking with foolish people, if you're walking with people who out here saying they don't have no uh, reverence for God, you're going to suffer harm. You're going to suffer harm, young people. Okay? First 48 tell us that a lot. Watch it. It'll tell you all about that. All right? And then last but not least, let's talk again. We want to uh, present ourselves holy and acceptable. A living sacrifice. How can we do that in the culture that we live in? Where I'm at today, how can we do that? Right? We're being very practical about these things. So young people, please take heed to it. And also Matthew chapter 5 and 16, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Everyone wants to praise your heavenly father. How can we do that? Your clothing. Your clothing. I'm going to just read these verses. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit deal with you. Uh, 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10. Likewise, also, the woman should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modest and self-control. With modest and self-control. Is the outfit you wear causing man to not have self-control? Is it modest? Is it respectable? Is it modest and respectable? You can read more of that verse. Uh, and it says, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness. You know, if you profess godliness, young lady, there's a certain way you want to adorn yourself. There's a certain way you want to dress. There's a certain way you want to present yourself to the world. All right. Now, let the Holy Spirit deal with you on that. Let the Holy Spirit deal with you on that. I'm not into all the, you know, the extra stuff that I hear people getting into. That's uh, the Holy Spirit will let you know. But I just want to present this scripture to you, you know, because your clothing really matters on how you can shine your light. It really does. It really does. In Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse five, a woman should not wear a man's garment. And then it also says, nor should a man put on woman's clo uh, cloaks. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. You know, and you know, this in Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5. You know, these are the type of verses we like to try to, you know, put up under the, uh, the bed and hide it, you know. But it, look, man's 
get out the we can't be wearing women's clothes young man if you want to present yourself holy and acceptable to this world you can't be wearing them purses yeah you can't be doing that take them red bottoms off young man take them red bottoms off take all that women's stuff you got on off young man and come on to your true calling we're not supposed to be wearing women's clothes. They, you know, they be, you know, mixing the things these days. I, I, I don't be knowing what it's it's all mixture. God say, wait a minute, let's get a separation so y'all can really shine my light. So that's just practical things so that you can shine wherever you at, at your school, young man, a way that you can shine your light is just wear some man clothes. They got some nice man clothes. Stop wearing that purse. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. The spirit of this age getting mad when you talk about stuff like that. Good Lord. All right. Whoa. Well, I was going to move on. Let me add these three things to your clothes. Uh, Make sure ain't no stains on it. Okay. Make sure it's no. So why is he talking about all this? This, ain't, it's, this has everything to do about your, your walk. I'm telling you. Make sure you don't have no stains. Make sure when you're going out in public or you're going to present yourself in front of people, make sure your clothes fit appropriately. Fit appropriately. You know, run an iron a little bit over some things, you know, get some of the wrinkles out. You're trying to shine your light. Right? Let's go. Let's take this thing to the natural. When 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 uh when you out there, young lady, and you may uh was uh looking for your husband or young man, you was out there looking for your your wife. There's a certain way she had to shine her light. There's a certain way he had to shine his light in front of you, right? And and if he came to you all busted and disgusted, that wasn't wholly unacceptable to you. Mm-mm. You weren't finna properly worship that. If it got stains on it, if it got wrinkles, and it's all uh, just all just tore up from the flow of just it, it look busted and disgusted, you're not finna be properly ready to worship that. That's not shining. You like uh uh what what? No. So I'm saying it it matters. You don't have to have the most expensive clothes and you don't have to have the most expensive jewelry and the latest this, but whatever you have. Make sure it's proper. Make sure it looks good on you. Right? Do your best to present yourself a living sacrifice to this world. Not for people to, uh, you know, compliment you and, ooh, 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 you look so pretty. Not for all that. That's cool. You know, okay, that's cool. But we doing it for God. Right? I'm going to be the best version of myself for God. Because he saved me. He loved me so much. So this is why I present myself in such a way to the world. This is why I shine like I shine. It's for God. When I shine like this, I'm really showing my love for God. I'm really showing my love for God. 
when I step out like this, I'm showing my love for God. I'm showing how much I, I just appreciate where he got me from. I brush my teeth because I appreciate it. I appreciate I got my teeth still. Present yourself acceptable to this world and you shine your light, young woman of God. Shine your light, young man of God. I encourage you, man of God, woman of God, Keep shining your life and let's practice these practical things. All right, let's keep moving and grooving. I hope y'all got something from that. Now let's go ahead and uh, separate some things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The word of God wants to separate some things because there's a difference between God's anointing and there's a difference between the devil's anointing. And I want to be able... Through the, through the scripture, through the Holy Scriptures, we're going to be able to see that there's a difference. And we got to make sure we know the difference because we're using this word just for anybody. Okay? We're starting to use these words just for anybody. Oh, they anointed. Wait a minute. Let's see what the word of God says about the anointing of God. Let's see what the Holy Scriptures says about what's the anointing of God and what the anointing does. Because if we think in the anointing just for tears, well, that's that's foolish because Esau was brought to tears, but still had no place for repentance. See, the anointing is just not to make you cry. It moves you to repentance. But let me read some couple of verses first. Leviticus chapter 10, because uh, before you act, well, why do we need to talk about this? Let me give you some verses. Leviticus chapter 10 and verse 10. So that you can distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean. We have to be able to tell what's holy and what's common. Okay, what's holy and what's common? Uh, I, I'm a, use this for a quick example. Uh, you know, somebody was telling me about, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I guess some coach plays some uh, some uh, gospel music before the game, and you know that was the uh, reason people think that they won and all those type of things. Let me tell you something. That's common. That's common. Because let me tell you, if the anointing of God was in that locker room before that game, they wouldn't even came out to play. Why? Because they would have been on a face. See, the anointing of God has been so watered down in our culture. It is so watered down that it's, it's just become common. Now I get, you know, uh, you know, use a song. That's cool, whatever. But that's common. That's common. See, we got to go through scriptures and see what the anointing of God does when he shows up on a people. I'm serious about this one, man. I'm really serious. And, uh, and I want God to speak to you guys. I want him to speak to the hearts. Because until we put God on a pedestal where he belongs, until we start to put his righteousness 
and his holiness on a pedestal where he belong, it's going to become common. Yeah. Yeah, you know, people doing, uh, you know, you got the, it, it, it was crazy, it was with this basketball thing, and you see people doing, you know, the crosses, and they, they do their hand movements, and they do, and I'm just using this for example, you got people doing Buddha sessions, you got people doing Muslim sessions, that's all good and dandy, that's cool, but I want you to understand, if God was in any locker room, if God was before any game, the game wouldn't even be played. <laughs> the players wouldn't even be able to come out the room. See, that's why I need y'all to understand who God is. I don't care who these players are. I don't care how talented. Yes, I, they entertain us. That's cool. I love to watch the game, but it's just the game. But if God was to show up in any stadium, everybody would be on a face in fear all that was was a song period i just want so i'm so what why are you saying all that i'm distinguished I'm, I'm trying to separate what's common and what's holy not to step on people's toes and if i step on your toes excuse me move on i'm not trying to uh make you mad i'm trying to uh make a separation not just for you, but we got kids that's looking at this. We're trying to make a separation of what's holy and what's common. That's what he was talking about in Leviticus. Let's keep moving and grooving. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 26. Again, if you're just coming in, if you uh don't roll with me with the scriptures, because I'm going to be rolling and going, uh, we'll put the scriptures in a chat session and you'll be able to study these scriptures uh, after it, okay? All right, Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 26. And appreciate you coming to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? Hey, I ain't nobody special. I'm just a voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 26. It says her priest, who is her priest? He's talking to a nation. Okay, her priest, he's talking to a nation. Do violence to my law and profane my holy things. You see what I'm saying? So he's saying, I've I've have priests who supposed to be teaching about my law, but they are starting to profane my holy things. They're starting to make my holy things common amongst the people. So now the people are starting to look at my holy things as just, oh, that's just God. You know, oh, oh, oh ain't nobody. That's just God. That's just them Christians over there. No, you got us twisted. I'm not common. Yeah. And God is raising up a people to let y'all know we're not coming over here. Separated, fearfully and wonderfully made, called to do a purpose in this world, called to uh, come speak to you so you won't spend an eternity in hell. Don't look at me as I'm coming. The people, the, the, the idolizing that you do, them worshiping people that you worship and stuff, that's common. I'm doing the work of God. Peculiar people. Strange people. Where they come from? Do you understand me? Where they come from? That's what we are. 
And we need to start letting these devils out here know, these demons out here know, I am separated from you. We not in the same lane. You got to know when to be a lion. There's times to be a lamb, but there's sometimes it's time to roar and be a lion. How do I know when to be a lion? When you see the world being a lion. When you see the, the world getting bold, roaring like a lion, that's when you know you got to be one. See, y'all step into this world like a kitten. Can you imagine a little kitten coming to a line? Like a little, man, if you don't get your... That's why they're looking at we kittens. God is love. Let me tell you something, man. When you got adults going into schools, killing little kids, now nah, God is not love. Now nah, he's judgment. And that's what we come to uh, uh, declare. Because that ain't God. It's time to distinguish what's holy and what's common. We still we talking to people about God is love and be patient and you gotta be compassionate. I'm not gonna be compassionate with people running up in schools shooting kids. No, they're gonna face the wrath and judgment of God. So I'm coming with that with them. Let me get back to this word because uh, let me get back to this word. Let me let me get back. Let me get back. Let me get back. Let me get back. Let me get. Back. They do not distinguish between the holy and the common. He's talking to the priest, by the way. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to his people. They teach that there is no difference between the unclean and the clean. And they shut their eyes to the keeping of my Sabbath so that I am profane among them. Yo, God, we sorry. Oh, we sorry, God. We sorry. We sorry. You know, take the time out, y'all, and, and apologize. For real. Take the time out and apologize for our nation, God. Because it's people like us that's keeping, you know, uh, us afloat. Keeping this nation, you know what I'm saying? For real, for real. So we sorry, God. We sorry, we sorry, we sorry. Now, let's be able to tell, okay, what, what, what how the devil's anointing look like? Because I want y'all to know the devil got some anointed people out here. Oh, yeah. Oh, they oh, they so anointed. You gotta be, you know, I respect it. I respect it. They so anointed. They able to do miracles. <laughs> they able to pack out stadiums. They able to do uh turn some things into just oh my god. I can't even speak about it. these people are anointed. These people are anointed. Isaiah 14. In verse 12, this is how you know when they are anointed by God. This is how you'll be able to know. This is how they'll start to act. Here it is. It says, have you fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn? You have been cast down to the earth. You once laid low the nations. Verse 13. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. They start to become very eye-like. They start to have this God complex. This is how you know. They start to, they start to have that, that talk. 
we gods and we are this and we are that. You know, you know that talk you, you hear on YouTube, that talk you hear on the, the social media platform. This is how you know, okay, they are anointed by the devil. Why? How do you know? Because they speaking like him. Let's keep on going. Verse 14. I will climb to the highest heaven and be like the most high. You hear that talk lately? I know I hear it every day. Yeah, I like to go through. I like to go through stuff. I like to study this culture. And I hear it. They start, you know, climbing the highest heaven. They want to reach their highest, uh, they third eye, and fourth eye, and fifth eye. And see, I'm like, I thought we just had two eyes. Where are all these eyes coming from? You know what I'm saying? Everybody got eight eyes and ten eyes. Look at your tenth eye. I'm like, what eyes y'all talking about? I just only see two eyes. But everybody's trying to reach this, this, this climax of knowledge. And I'll be like, what? So wise, but so they look so sound so foolish. But that's what the devil looked like. He sounded foolish going against God. This is how you know they're anointed by the devil. I'm trying to what we're doing right now, people of God. And I mean, come on, let's dive in. I really want y'all to listen with y'all hearts. We're really finna uh separate. You're gonna know. Coming from this uh, Bible study. Okay, I know what's the devil and I know what's God. Because that's what God wants us to know. He don't want us to be out here confused. We out here confused. No, that ain't God. That's the devil. The spirit of confusion. Okay, let's keep going. It say, I will climb to the highest heaven and be like the most high. You know, I'm like God. Instead, you would be brought down to a place of the dead, down to its lowest depth. Ooh, look at God. Look at God talking. But that's the first, that's the first way you'll know that they they anointed by the devil. They start talking like him. It's all about them. It's all about they, they movement. It's all about they teaching, all about they new revealed knowledge. You know, they they seen some, they went to the moon, they went to the stars, and they came back. They went to planet Jupiter and they seen some eight. Oh my God. But what's crazy, you know how I know they're anointed? Because a whole bunch of people are following him. They've been anointed by the devil. See, when the devil started talking like this, it says two half of the angels followed him. Majority of the angels followed him. Right? So that means they turned on God. So this that's how it's going to look out here. It's going to be a whole bunch of people following these people, just like it was when he left heaven, when, when he got uh, thrown down from heaven. You know what I'm saying? So that's how you go. know. they anointed. When you see a whole bunch of people start, even people who, quote unquote, profess to be uh, followers of Jesus Christ. When you know they start telling you stuff, hey, hey, you should listen to this. You know, oh, this, oh, this person anointed. All right. So that's how we'll know. Okay. All right. Let's keep moving and grooving. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Get off that phone. Stop looking at Instagram right now. Give God your time. Mm-hmm. All right. Matthew chapter four and eight in verse 10. This is how you know they're anointed by the devil. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. Verse nine. I would give you all I would give it all to you, he said, if you would kneel down and worship me. They would you would know that they're anointed by the, uh, the devil because they start bowing down to the devil. 
They start worshiping him. You see what I'm saying? He offered them all the kings of this world, all the glory of this world. And you'll know that they bowed down worshiping him because you're paying attention to their lifestyle. You'll know, okay, they're not disciples of Christ. They don't have a righteous lifestyle. And they got all this. They bow into something. It's to the devil. So they've been anointed by the devil. They bow down to it. And he gave it all to him. This ain't no Illuminati talk either. This is scripture talk. Got people trying to uh, take God's uh, credit. God been talking like God been telling us this stuff. Everybody always trying to take God's glory, man. You know, the God been saying this, man. But this is how you know they've been anointed by the devil, man. All right. All right. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse four. Are you bowing down? Have you bowed down? Let me ask you that, believer. Have you been bowing down to the glory of this world? Have you been anointed by the devil? See, because you can get anointed by the devil when you bow down. He'll give you that. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse four. It keeps you blinded by the light of this world. Wait a minute. What you mean by that? Listen to what he was saying. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. He begins to blind people with looks. He begins to blind people with money. He begins to blind people with a position. He begins to blind people with a ministry. He begins to blind people with their houses. This is how the devil begins to blind you. The exact desires that you're craving, the exact things that you want, he begins to use those things to blind you from the gospel. And this is how he starts to anoint you to do his will. He blinds you with more looks. He blinds you with extra money. He blinds you with a better position. He blinds you with a bigger ministry. He blinds you with, oh, I want that house and that house. Or he blinds you with sexual things. He blinds you. And once he begins to blind you, he can start to anoint you. He's the God of this world. He's the God of this world. He's not ugly. He has light. He has the kingdoms of this world in his hands, the glory of this, the earth in his hands. Do you understand what I'm saying? God gave it over to him. He's not blinding you with things that you don't like. He's going to anoint you with the exact things that you are craving. He's anointing some of y'all right now. That's why you got to be able to discern what's holy and what's common. Looks are common. Money, that's common. Positions, that's common. 
Houses, that's common. That's common things. Another thing, Genesis, y'all rolling with me? Keep rolling with me. Keep rolling with me. Genesis chapter 25. You know you, you, you have been anointed by the devil. Or you know, hey, this person, this person anointed by the devil. They begin to prostitute their anointing for things to feed their fleshly desires. In Genesis chapter 25 and verse 29, it says, One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived, from, uh, arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. My flesh is starved. My desires are starved. I'm starved for something. I really want something in my life. Some, uh, some uh, believers, you, you get starved in a certain season. And you begin to prostitute your anointing. Check out what Esau did, y'all. Give me some of that red stew. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? Verse 33, but Jacob said, first, you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. The first rights, man, the firstborn, that was a very uh, set apart. Holy, that wasn't common in those days. You see what I'm saying? That wasn't common. That was an inheritance when you was the firstborn. But see, he started to get so starved in his, 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 his fleshly desires. And he started prostituting his anointing out, selling it for cheap, selling it for a couple of dollars, selling it for a couple of fame, selling it for a couple of views, selling it for a couple of followers. That's how you know they're anointed by the devil. They start prostituting the anointing of God out. It's so easy to see. Open your eyes, believers. Don't be scared to see. Are you scared to see? These people are anointed by the devil when they start prostituting their anointing. All right. Other things that the anointing of God is not used for. Now, I don't have any scripts. These are just some things that I feel like the Holy Spirit just put on my heart to write down. It is not given to an unbeliever. Okay, look, that's what I'm saying. Wait a minute. This was given to priests. People who was doing the will of God. They're not just giving, you know, we just be thinking, oh, they anointed. They No, they're not. Are they believers? Were they anointed by the devil? Simple, simple, simple. I don't care if that's your favorite artist. I don't care if that's your favorite act. I don't care. They are common. They are common to God. See, God is not flattered by all this stuff that we flattered by, man. And that's why we got to start acting and walking like God and getting the mind of God so we won't be flattered by all that disturbed and confused. His anointing not out here flowing on no unbeliever, somebody who rejecting Christ. 
No. Young people, no. The anointing of God is not to make you popular. That is not what the anointing of God is used for, to make you popular. Make you likable. No, that's not what it's used for. It's not used or it's not on you so you can go preach at mega churches. That is not what it's used for either. That's your flesh that just want to get attention. Say that. You just want to just, just say it. But it's not to get you to go preach at mega churches. All right. It's not used to just get people emotional, get people crying, moved, get people in their feelings. No. And I'm saying all this because I'm going to show you through scripture what the anointing of God is used for. It shows us in the scriptures. It is not used to get you on American Idol. Okay. The anointing of God wouldn't. Listen, let me, let me tell you this, man. If the anointing of God was on American Idol, those judges who judging them won't even be able to judge. They'll just cry. They'll just start repenting. Just, they may just start speaking in tongues. Do you see what I'm saying? See, I think we got so far away from scriptures. We got so far away from what God used to do. Do not. Yes, yes. We ain't got so away, so away. Do you see what I'm saying? Them people on uh, if they on if these people on American Idol singing and all that, and that's cool. I'm not going coming against you. Whatever, watch it. I don't care. But I just want us to be careful how we use these words, man. I I need us to be careful. I need us to understand what's anointing. The Holy Spirit wants us to understand in these days. But if anybody is on these shows, if anybody is on TV and we saying they're anointing, I'm telling you, listen, it, 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 it won't be. It, it just, no. They would, American Idol would go on, they, they would hear you and be like, oh, we got to go on commercial break because something going on right now. That's what would happen. Okay. And, and last but not least, it's not to make you rich. That's common. It's not to make you rich. The anointing of God is not here to make you rich. Now, what the anointing of God is used for and what happens when it begins to move. And that's what we're going to end off. I'm going to give y'all some couple of scriptures on that. Let's go to Acts 11. I want y'all to see a certain story will happen when the anointing of God fell in a place. Ah, this is how you know. Okay, the anointing of God is here. It says in verse 14, Acts 11, verse 14, it says, he will declare to you a message by which you will be saved. The anointing of God is put on people to get people saved. Not to get followers. It's, it is used to get people to, to be saved, to believe in Christ. Not to get people, you better sing, child. No, that ain't saving people. That's talent. And that's cool that you got talent. I'm, I, that's cool. Maybe that can usher in the anointing. But the, if that ain't saving people, that's just talent. But the anointing of God will get you saved. Ooh. ooh, ooh. You and all your household. Oh, my God. Come on, God. Now he talking. Oh, yes. I'm, 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 I'm crunk now. Now, I'm, oh, I'm going to get in there. 
Let me scoot over. Scoot over. I'm finna get in. Do you hear me? See, the anointing of God will not only get you saved, but it'll begin to flow through your whole family. Oh, I'm feeling the anointing now. Come on, God. Yes. Your family started getting affected. They start asking you questions. You know what? What's that? What's the God you be, you know, what you what you be doing? Yeah, they be like Nicodemus, want to talk to you in private. Yeah. Start to call you, asking for prayer. Start to want you to come over. Why? Because the anointing of God is on you. It gets people saved. Come on. Come on. When the last time your lifestyle got somebody saved? That's what your lifestyle should be doing. Getting people to say, oh, I want some of that. Right? Come on. Verse 15. As I begin to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning. Do you see that? That's why I want you to understand. That's why when we see people talking about they on TV, they, oh, they, man, look, it said when they began to speak, it fell on everybody that was in that crib. That's what the anointing can do. But we didn't made it so like watered down. We just didn't, we didn't made the anointing of God to emotions, to feelings, to tears, to claps, to followers, to invitations. You anointing if you get an invitation to go speak at the powder house. <laughs> I'm sorry, but come on, man. You anointed if you go, if you can go speak at Lakewood. <laughs> What you anointed if you get on if you going on tour with Kirk Franklin these days? You anointed, man. Y'all better stop playing. Stop playing. Like stop for real. Stop playing. <laughs> we need to stop playing, dog. I'm serious. I'm, I'm I'm laughing, but we need to stop playing. That's what we that's what we think anointed is now. You know, like no, no. You know, no, no. If a video got uh, sixty million views, oh. Ooh. <laughs> Man, all right, come on, going. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Verse 16. And I remember the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, when you're anointed by God, that Holy Spirit just starts to fall on people. I ain't seen the Holy Spirit fall on uh, Reggie and Simon. I haven't seen it. So ain't nobody on American Idol anointed to me. Sorry. Anyways, let's keep on moving the group. It will it will be manifested. Boom, right then and there. I'm telling you, we got to start believing. That's who God is right now. He can do it right now. Man, we had our ancestors, y'all, praying for rain. Let that, let that sink in real quick. We had our ancestors praying for rain. We praying for jobs now. We praying for a boyfriend. We praying for girlfriends. They was praying for rain. See how common we done made it. For miracles. They was praying for miracles, man. 
miracles. They was praying for the God. We had this Red Sea. They seen the Red Sea go up, and, and I don't know what, whatever, however he did it. They seen frogs and, and plasticine, and, and, and you know they was seeing some things, y'all. I want to see is our Instagram page grow. <laughs> uh, I'm just messing with y'all. I'm just messing with y'all. Come on, man. I'm gonna keep on going. All right. I'm at uh verse 17. Okay, listen to verse 17. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was who was I that I could stand in God's way? Verse 18. When they heard these things, they fell silent. Do you see what I'm saying? What I mean about when the when God is in the locker room or when God is here, man, people go be silent. People ain't they they may not even come out to play. The referees may come out and say, "Hey, I don't know what it is, but they're not coming out." Yeah, they in there worshiping. They wouldn't have came out. Everything stops when God. Oh. See, we done made them common. We done made them common. Everything stops when God shows up. Let me tell you when God showed up, when COVID came. <laughs> God showed See, everything stopped. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I'm trying to get y'all... That's when you know, okay, God here. Everything must stop. It's not, Nothing happens, man. You see what I'm saying? Everything stops when God shows up. He's the creator of the earth, man. Every knee will bow when God shows up. You don't have time to do other things. If you, if you, listen, if you're in church and you're a Texan or you're looking at your Instagram or you're doing this, or just, just get up and leave the church. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to talk down. I'm just trying to get us to understand, man. The anointing of God, that's just religion now. When you are up on the anointing of God, you don't have time to do other things. Your whole attention is focused. You're silent. You're listening. Because God is there. The Holy One. Ain't no common thing there. See, it's common. See, when it's common, you can text when it's uh, the word of God is being presented because it's common. Yeah, it's just a, it's, a, oh, that ain't, that's just common. Nah, 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 nah. Not when it's a holy thing. When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God. See, the anointing of God will have you glorify God. You don't have you glorifying yourself or things or people. You glorify God. Saying, then too, the Gentiles also has granted repentance that leads to life. The anointing of God leads to repentance. Now, because I want to be uh, neutral on certain things. Now, these basketball players who uh, use, you know, they start leading this, uh, they played this song. Okay, let's start looking at their lives then. 
and see if it starts to become a life of repentance. Okay? If it's not, then that was just a common thing. People using the song, trying to get a win. They tried to use God to get a win. <laughs> That's all it was. But if it's an anointing of God, they lifestyles. They'll start to repent of things and start to glorify God. Where at? In front of the media. In front of the crowds. In front of everybody. They just start glorifying God. They don't turn down for nothing. Well, I can't talk about that right now. See, I got to do I got to play chess with it. I got to play chess with it. See, you know what I'm saying? I believe, but I'm going to believe like uh, when the camera's out, you feel me? Because I'm trying to make moves. You feel me? Because we, ugh, what? Come on, man. Like, I'm sick of us falling for this stuff, man. I ain't done. How long? If you got, uh, by the way, if you got to go, I do understand. If you have to go, I do understand. But if you can't go, the reason you can't go is because the anointing of God is here talking to you. Speak to my, see, we be talking about speak to my Lord, give me your hope. He say, when I speak to your heart, you go, hey, it's going to lead you to repentance. See, you see what I'm saying? See, we saying these words. <laughs> Oh, I'm just having fun, y'all. Forgive me. But when he's saying these words, do you understand what we're saying? Speak my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. If he does that, oh, you finna be a John the Baptist. <laughs> Period. You finna be a whole ex church out here if God speaks to your heart and give you that holy word. But we have made that, that's, that's, these words have become common to us. They're not separate, right? for us, no, they're not holy to us no more. Give me your holy word. If I can't be with you, I don't, I know what you mean. If you can't be with him, you don't know what to do. I know what you'll do. You'll go to the club. You'll be with your boyfriend. You'll be with your girlfriend. You'll smoke some weed if you can't be with him. But when you really need, uh, mean those words, ah, you just, I mean, you, and God, I, Live with word. That's why I need you to speak to my heart, Lord. Can't go home, which I can't go to work today if I don't have your word in my heart. Mm, that's when you know the anointing of God is on you. Mm. Okay, flow with me. Flow with me. I got. I got some scriptures. I knew that. See, I knew this was gonna be a deep Bible study because we gotta be able to get these words, and God wants to get these words to you guys because you guys are the leaders of this generation. So you're gonna take this word and you're going to go disperse it. Okay, the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. That's why we only got a few labors in here. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are laboring right now. That's why I don't want you to get tired when this word is coming. We only been here a couple of, well, almost an hour and 30 minutes. That's nothing to what you got to work throughout the week. You got to work eight hours a day. Go ahead and give God a couple of hours of your time of laboring for this word, laboring for this anointing, laboring for his wisdom. We got to labor sometime. We can't be lazy for it. And sometimes we just got to get, just, just get enough energy just to listen. Use those beautiful, fearfully, wonderfully ears that he made of yours and just listen. 
first John in uh, chapter two, verse 27. As for you, first John in chapter two and verse 27. As for you, who is you? You, I'm talking to you, you, man of God, woman of God, the anointing. Mm, if you're gonna tell us more about this anointing, you receive from here remains in you. It remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. See, that's when you know. See, you have this, this, this fellowship with him that he just, you just getting fresh revelation from him. You, you, you don't, it's not that you're being prideful, but you really don't need nobody to teach you. You really don't need nobody to teach you the commandments in this word of God. You feel me? You don't that because it it it, te it teaches you itself. You feel what I'm saying? Let's keep on going. But as he's as his anointing teaches. <laughs> hey Justin, put your uh thing on me for me, brother. Yeah, and I'm gonna put it on me for me, Doc. Okay, that's a bit. All right. So my boy Justin, I went to high school with him. Shout out to him, man. I met him uh, this past week. I was rolling through uh rolling through the parking lot. I turned to the left. I seen him. I said, oh man, let me go holler at him. And guess what? The light. Yeah. See, the, that's what I'm trying to tell you. See, the anointing gets you bold. You speak to anybody, anywhere, anytime. They can get it. They can get it. But appreciate you coming, Justin, to the uh, underground. Place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? <laughs> Just the voice of one calling out saying, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. First John chapter 2 and 27 is where we at. The anointing teaches you about all things. And as the anointing is real, it's not counterfeit. See, the anointing of God teaches you to be in the truth. When you're anointed by God, you can't stay in falsehood. You can't live in falsehood. See what I'm saying? Falsehood cannot even come out your mouth. Just you have to live in truth. You are truth. I am truth. You know, when you hear, can I be honest? You don't even say those type of things. You just honest. Can I be real with you? You don't even say that. You just real. And people begin to be uncomfortable with that because it's a lot of falsehood that's in this culture. See, you think people are comfortable with you because of your uh, belief in Jesus. No, they're uncomfortable with you because you are just truth. Your lifestyle alone. See, when your lifestyle examines truth, you make people around you who are in falsehood very uncomfortable. Come on, God, talk. Come on, God, talk. It's not that you're not fun to hang around. It's not that they don't even want to hang around you. So I don't want you to get hurt that people are not calling you back, man of God, woman of God. I don't want you to get down or feel insecure that you don't have many friends no more. Why nobody don't want to hang with me? Why nobody invite me nowhere? It's not that you're not all that Oh, you are that. Shout out to Nickelodeon. It's not that. It's that because your lifestyle is starting to exhibit so much truth that you are making it uncomfortable for people who are in falsehood. 
Oh my God. Ooh. Ooh, he t- ooh, he, he getting people free tonight. I feel it. He getting people free tonight. Tell somebody and say, I'm free tonight. Yeah, I'm getting free tonight. Yeah, I came here to get free. You see what I'm saying? Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Now we go end off on Isaiah 61, verse 1 and 3. And it's a breakdown more of, the, of what the anointing of God does. And again, we're saying this so we won't be confused about what the anointing of God does. Who, who has the anointing? Are they anointed by God? You'll be able to know. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Do you see that? When you are anointed by God, you bring that gospel. You're not bringing no wealth plan. You're not bringing no health plan. You're not bringing no 10 steps plan. You're not bringing no five way plan. You bringing that gospel. I'm bringing the good news. Repent and believe in Jesus. That's for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's when you know, you see what I'm saying? It tells you right here what the anointing does. It anoint me to bring good news to the poor. When he says the poor, he's not talking about fleshly, you know, uh, money and all. He's talking about poor in spirit. I'm bringing good news to people. Let them know there's a savior that can save you from that. That's what the anointing of God is used for, to bring the gospel to people. It's not to bring motivational speeches. It's not for TED Talk. It's not for your podcast and all these things. I don't know. It's not for that. It is a, you are, the anointing of God is on your life to bring the gospel. Bring it. Bring it. And you're bold when you bring it. You're confident when you bring it. You got a little swag when you bring it. You know how to talk to all different nationality, different racial groups. You're anointed to do that. Yeah, I can talk to people, anybody about Jesus. Yeah, where they at? Bring them to me. Mm-hmm. Let's keep moving in group. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. You see what I'm saying? You have a certain way you're anointed to talk to people who feel downcast. Even though you can, you can bring, you can be bold in a certain way, but when you see somebody broken heart, you know how to switch it up and you bring comfort to them. You know how to bring this word and bring comfort to them. You know how to uplift them with the word of God. You know how to uplift them with truth. You know how to uplift them with this gospel. You've been anointed to do that. And to proclaim the captives will be released. See, the anointing God sets people free. It don't put them in more bondage. It don't put them in more confusion. No, the anointing of God sets people free from a certain lifestyle, free from a certain uh, 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 darkness. It sets them free from the sins that they were so easily beset and entangled to. It sets them free. When a man of God or a woman of God is talking to you and you begin to be free of a certain lifestyle, free of a certain mindset, understand, oh, the anointing of God is there. Oh, okay. That's how the anointing flows. It works on the spirit things. It works on the things that's unseen. It works on the things that's unseen in dark places. It works on things that's underground. The anointing of God. 
and the prisoner will be free. You see what I'm saying? That's what the anointing of God do. If the son sets you free, you're free indeed. <laughs> Did you hear me? You free indeed. Yeah, you free from that. You free from all this stuff that's going on around you right now. You free. You, you ain't even worried about it. Did you hear what happened on the news? Oh, no, not really. I'm free. I'm not in prison to this world. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. See, the anointing of God brings favor on your life. <sighs> Have you experienced that favor of God on your life? That's what the anointing of God does. It brings comfort to the souls of people. To all who mourn in Israel. He would give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. You have a joyous spirit about you. You, you got an attitude every day talking about you anointed. That ain't uh-uh. Mm-mm. 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 You frowning up at your boss. You talking down on people, cussing people out. Uh-uh. That ain't no, you have a joyous spirit about you. You're not negative. When the anointing of God is flowing in your life, you don't have time to be at beef with people. You don't have time to be talking about people. Because the anointing of God is just flowing through you. All right. A festive praise. Everybody, can, can y'all hear me good? Let me know if everybody... Yeah, you good, bro. I can hear you. But do you understand what I'm saying? That's what... Appreciate that, y'all. I was just making sure. And also, it says in verse uh, 3, it says, In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Let me... Uh, I'm going to end off with this, too. When the anointing of God is flowing in a person's life or when you're living in it, your lifestyle becomes righteous. I appreciate that, just though, man. That that man, bro, that 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 does a lot for me, man. And, and let me tell y'all about that. I grew up with these people with just though, man. You know, and I was in that same, you know. So for him to say that, man, I, I appreciate that, brother, for real. All glory to God, man. For real, for real. You know, all glory to the most high, man. He just saved my life, bro. That's why I'm banging this message of repentance, especially to the black man, because I know what God can do. I'm telling you, man, I'm seeing it with my own eyes, man. I'm seeing it, man. He's speaking to me at night. He's speaking to me in the dark places just though. And he want us, I'm telling you, he's giving us visions. He's giving us dreams. He's giving us encouragement. Hey, man, it's time for us to rise, especially to the man, the man, you know. Our woman, so I was talking to my wife the other day, man. They, man, they supposed to be admired by us. You know, when they look at us, man, they supposed to be like, wow. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. Period. We supposed to show them what the image of God looks like, man. And so we got to start getting back to that. But first, we got to start distinguishing the things, what's holy and what's common. You feel me? We got to get back to those things, man. 
we got to start letting people know, say, man, that ain't God, bro. I'm not trying to disrespect anything that you got going on, but that's just common. See, because if that was God, bro, everything in this room would change. Yeah, see, when it's God, your whole household change. Yeah, see, when it's God, your whole family start beginning to change. Yeah, wherever you step, everything changed, man. You seen how Jesus did? You seen how ancestors was coming through like that, man? That's why I need y'all sometimes go back to the Old Testament and read about what your ancestors was doing. You feel me? But anyways, man. Y'all know what it is. Right. Hey, we gotta go down. I don't know. 
Yeah. 